Let's just take a look and see if there's anything you want to change in your life. And if you notice that anything you want to change, it doesn't change. It just doesn't change. And the more you fight with it, the more you try to avoid something, you just pull it in on yourself. I told you when I was avoiding the weather, holding in mind I don't want to have bad weather, all I did is create bad weather. So if you take responsibility for the picture that you have in your life, you'd be much better off putting yourself in a driver's seat rather than the other way. And I always take responsibility for what I'm creating. And usually when I create negativity, it's something that I'm trying to avoid. And because I'm trying to avoid it, you pull it in on you without even realizing it. It's, it looks simple, but it isn't simple. It was we're a creator. So think of something you're trying to avoid or been trying to avoid. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me, my picture is I don't like bad weather. So to a certain extent, and if you're trying to avoid a, a catastrophe in New York City or wherever you live, you pull it in on yourself. It happened once before and you came out of it OK. But if you're still trying to avoid it, then it keeps happening again and again. And that's taking responsibility for your picture without beating yourself up. It's not, it's not helping you to beat yourself up. What's helping is to take a responsibility for what you're creating. And we have a tendency to do the same thing over and over again without realizing it. So there was a reason why we had a storm and storms all over the country and all over the world. Because we're trying to avoid those kind of things. And if you don't totally, if you escape unscathed, but you didn't totally release that, and it's suppressed in your mind, in your memory bank, then you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Because that's what a computer does. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. So see if there's something you're trying to avoid happening in your life. It may be the reason why you don't get your goals. Because subconsciously, if you have an aversion to whatever it is, it's underwriting what, you do, what your conscious thoughts are. Take a look and see if there's something that you're trying to avoid happening in your life. And just invite it up. Invite it up that invite up that thing that you're trying to resist. It's in your computer. Just invite it up. If you're trying to avoid something, you've got to get to the place where it's okay if it happens and it's okay if it doesn't happen. As long as it's not okay that it happens, you're holding in mind. And it'll just keep happening. So that thing that you're trying to avoid, is that coming from a wanting approval, a wanting control, or a wanting to be safe? Let's just start with wanting to be safe. So could you let go of wanting to be safe so you could be safe? Could you let go of wanting to be safe so you could be safe? And which feels better, wanting to be safe or having safety? And could you let go of wanting to be safe so you could be safe? Could you let go of wanting to be safe so you could be safe? And which feels better, having safety or wanting safety? Could you let go of wanting to be safe so you could be safe? 
And could you let go wanting to be safe so you could be safe? Which feels better, having safety or wanting safety? Could you let go wanting to be safe so you could be safe? Which feels better, having safety or wanting safety? See if there's more of a feeling I'm safe rather than I still want to be safe. As long as you're wanting to be safe, you're walking on thin ice, holding that in mind and avoiding it. And most of us have all kinds of beliefs and programs that say that this is what we need to make us safe. The truth of the matter is, inside you, you're already safe. Except because we got ag flap and wanting approval and wanting control and wanting to be safe programs, we can't see that we're safe. And that causes ag flap and that causes emotions. And all these emotions don't get us anywhere especially if you start fighting with them. Now see if that thing that you're trying to avoid constitutes wanting to control. Now why would we want to control? Usually we feel out of control about a situation and therefore we try to kind of figure out how we can get in control or whatever we're doing. Could you let go of wanting to control so you can have control? If you're trying to control the weather, you're knocking your brains out. If you get in harmony with the weather, then you're actually in harmony with the weather. It's okay if it snows, it's okay if it floods, it's okay. Whatever it is, it's perfect. And when things are perfect, you're basically holding in mind that things are perfect, and then they are for you. It may not be perfect for other people, but it's perfect for you. That's what happens when you align yourself with beingness. Align yourself with the ego, then nothing is ever perfect. And it's all you, you programmed it to tell you what's wrong, and all it does is tell you what's wrong. And you told it to protect you, and it's going to keep telling you what to do. And if you listen to it, you're going down a, the, the direction of destruction without realizing it. So the wanting to control. Could you let go wanting to control so you can have control? And could you let go wanting to control so you can be in control? And could you let go wanting to control so you can have control? And which feels better, having control or wanting control? Could you let go wanting to control so you can have control? Could you let go wanting to control so you can have control? Which feels better, having control or wanting control? Could you let go wanting to control so you can have control? Could you let go wanting to control so you can have control? Which feels better, having control or wanting control? So could you let go wanting to control? Can you really decide, I'm done with that? I'm sick and tired of being out of control? A simple decision, a right now decision that you could make that I'm going to let go one in the control. I ask you the question, which is better, having control or wanting control? And anybody who's got a, any idea of some common sense would say wanting control, is having control is better. 
but yet you don't let go of it. It's such a habit. Some lifetimes it's stuck. So could you let go of wanting control right now, even if your rear end falls off, even if you explode? Could you let go of wanting control so you can have control? And could you let go of wanting control so you can have control? And which feels better, having control or wanting control? And so could you let go of wanting control so you can have control? And could you let go of wanting control so you can have control? And which feels better, having control or wanting control? Let's see if there's more of a feeling I have control rather than I want control. Now, take a look at that thing that you're trying to avoid. There's a couple of things you can do about it. You can try to express yourself. You can try to run away, escape. You can try to distract yourself, or you can release. Any one of those three options is something that we all have the capabilities of doing, but they're not effective at all. Because anything you try to escape from is still there. And that's the same thing as avoiding something. And if you try to escape from something, you're only going to pull in the same thing over and over again. It'll just keep happening because it's in your subconscious mind that you're trying to avoid something from happening. And there's the aversion. I told you how important it is to release on aversions. Aversions are really hard to see because we've got it suppressed. We don't want to look at it. So look at the biggest aversion that you have. Look at the biggest thing you're trying to avert. Get away from it. I have an aversion to this. When we say, what's the worst thing that can happen here? We're trying to get you to look at the subconscious thoughts. And if you're really open, wide open, you, you ask the, the nastiest thoughts to come up, they will come up. Just like you're sitting in front of a computer and you type in something, it'll follow your instructions. The problem is when we're not discriminating, you don't have the ability to, 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 to deal with it. So if it comes up and it's overwhelming, what do you do? Either beat yourself up, you try to figure it out, in which case you get stuck and then you spin instead of releasing on it. Now, it takes a strong determination. Step number one, I must want a perturbability more than I want approval, control, or security. <coughs> now, most people are bothered by something. And as you release, you get less and less bothered. But the most deep, the deepest feelings that bother us the most are down there. And it usually contact, uh, constitutes the fear of dying or the fear of suffering. When I try to release on that. It's awfully hard to see that fear of dying. And we have, that's something definitely that everybody in the planet is trying to avoid, dying. And as soon as you identify with that, your ego has got you. If you're identifying with your body and you're identifying with your ego, you're in the wrong direction. And there's nothing but suffering that goes on when you do that. Because desire is suffering. 
So take a look at what, you, what you're desiring. You're desiring? What is it you desire? I'm not talking about attachments. We have a million of those things. I'm talking about what is the desire that you have in the aversion side? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to avert? Avoid? So which desire does that come up? Is that wanting approval? Wanting control or wanting to be safe? And could you let go of wanting to be safe? That's the bottom line. Could you let go of wanting to be safe and wanting to survive? And what is it you want to survive as? You want to survive as a body. In the meantime, you know you don't like it. And so you're trying to survive a body by maintaining it. In the meantime, it's a pain in the neck to most of us. You're too hot, you're too heavy, you're too, you ate too much, you didn't eat. It's a constant maintenance job. How many people are here are ready to let their body just do what it does? Okay. Are you ready to let the body do what it does? It'll just do what it does. That's what Lesser did. He just let his body do what it does. He turned himself over. I mean, he was in, in beingness. He let beingness do everything for him. Everything. Are you willing to let go and turn everything over to beingness? See if that brings up any resistance. So could you let go of resisting? And more. And more. And more. Are you willing to turn your life over to beingness? Let beingness take care of it. It's the only friend you have. It's the only friend you ever needed. It has no negativity at all. None whatsoever. And yet, you don't want to listen to it. You'd rather listen to the, out of habit, listening to the ego, which all it does is feed you back trouble. Watch this, watch that. It's doing it all night long if you're not in peace. It makes noise all the time. So see if you have any resistance to turning your life over to beingness. And could you surrender to beingness? Could you just surrender to beingness? There's a wonderful story that, that, that really uh, is really true about what it is. There's a story called Pinocchio. And Pinocchio, as long as he was trying to be something he wasn't, his nose got longer and longer and longer because he was lying to himself. He got involved with ego, with evil people misleading him, tantalized him with being outrageous with drugs and drinking and all the other stuff. Those characters were, the, were our egos that were pulling them into all kinds of stuff. 
and Jiminy Cricket was really was more like Lester, reminding him, hey, go in the right direction. Stop going in the wrong direction. And his father, Geppetto, loved him. He just was loving him. And finally he got to the place to see what it really was and what he'd do. The nose got shorter and he became a real boy. It's a really wonderful story about what it is. You're listening to your ego. Your nose is getting longer and longer. And you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. And beingness is there to remind you of which direction to go. I don't know if I agree with the word conscious, but you know, let your conscious be your guide. Let beingness be your guide. And maybe the person that wrote it had a connection with beingness and he used the word consciousness. Conscious. Conscious constitute being guilty and things like that, at least to me. Let beingness be your guide. Are you, what are you being guided by? What's, what's your ego telling you is important to you? Money? Your body? Having somebody to love you? Being protected? Feeling safe and secure? So you're lying to yourself all the time. You've got all kinds of ways that you want to be safe and secure. If you have a lot of money, you'll be safe and secure. If you have somebody that loves you, you'll be safe and secure. If your body is healthy, you'll be safe and secure. If you can avoid problems, you'll be safe and secure. And all those things, you know, when you're in touch with beingness, is all a lie. Well, Lester said he had to learn how to talk pit talk. He had to learn how to deal with people telling him they had troubles when they had no troubles at all. None. He just would smile at them. And he couldn't do anything for them, so that's why he came up with the method. He couldn't do anything when they were lost. And he didn't want to see people lost, so he came back to help us find our way, to find what the truth is. You know, one could say, well, he did a, it was a big sacrifice for him to come back after being in bliss for many years and then coming back and taking himself down. But if you read his autobiography, he thanked everybody for allowing him to teach, to learn the method. Why was he talking like that? Because he saw us as one. He didn't see himself separate. He didn't see himself as Lester. To him, Lester was like talking about a car. I'm waking up in the morning, I'm getting into Lester, and Lester's going to drive me around. He knew better than that. It wasn't, you know, the body. The body's just moving. And he wasn't being run by his ego. So therefore, he had no suffering at all. And I was able to witness this under the severest Attacks. He wasn't suffering. Not at all. Because he had let go of all of his desires. And what is desires? Ego. Ego. And you heard him say, ego must go. Ego must go. 
Or you can keep it. You have a free choice. You're a free one already. You have a free choice. You can keep the ego and continue to suffer. It's up to you. It's not up to Lester. It's not up to Jesus or any of the masters. They can only love you and hope you hopefully guide you in the right direction. But they can't do it for you and they won't do it for you because you're equal to them. Right now, they're all here in the room. They've been here all the time. So whoever your favorite master, whether it be Lester or Jesus or Yogananda or whoever, Babaji, call them in on you. Call them in on you right now. If you're nice and quiet, they'll show up. So invite them in. And ask them, ask them directly, what do you think I ought to do? Should I go the way of the world and get myself involved in the world? Or should I totally quiet my mind? Ask them. They have no axe to grind. They don't want anything from you. They don't need your money. They don't need anything. They're not taking advantage of you. They're here because they live in a world of having. And when you live in a world of having... You see yourself as the other person. There's no separation. So go ahead and ask them. Ask them, what do you think I ought to do with my life? Ask them if we should get to a place where nothing and nobody bothers us. Ask them that. Ask them why why you're not there. Ask them why you're not there. See what they say. They'll be honest with you. They have no axe to grind. Ask them what's stopping you. What's stopping you? Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? Why don't you turn yourself over to beingness? Why don't you turn your body over to beingness? Why don't you do it? Ask them. How many people got to answer because you don't want to? Raise your hand. Yeah. You're being honest, they tell you, because you don't want to. You didn't make a decision. And they're being truthful for you. It takes a decision to do it. That nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is going to stop me. If you really want to play life to its fullest extent... You'll never be satisfied until you surrender to beingness. And Lester always tries to tempt you by telling you that you'll have everything. You won't want anything. You'll have everything. And it'll be effortless and easy. And your life will be simple and easy. And he couldn't understand what's wrong with that. What's wrong with step number six? The more you release, the happier you get. The happier you get, the more you the better you feel. What's wrong with that? I couldn't understand that. It's such a habit of us looking away. And unfortunately, most of the people on the planet are looking away. And unfortunately, we get influenced by all these things, the worldly things. 
the desires. You take a look, all the ads and everything on television, everything you can look at, the billboards, all about wanting. Gets you to want. You can go on this fantastic vacation, you know, fly to India, wherever you're going. Stirs up your lust. And as long as we have lust in us, or any of this egg flap, then we're at the effect of the ego. Is the ego ever satisfied? Can you ever be satisfied as long as you have an ego? Check. You know what sounds are playing in your head. I want this, I want that, I, 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 I. That's all it is. It's a bunch of noise. And most of us have a relatively no noisy mind, even though you've quieting it down even more and more. As long as there's a little bit of noise left and you're not discriminating, it can, it'll try to influence you. And the best way it does is it, it's built so you don't take this thing apart. And it's us who did it. We did it when we weren't discriminating. We put this in, this ego, and separated ourselves from the all. As soon as we did that, we separated ourselves from the all. And that's where the trouble began. Because this thing that plays in our heads, we think we have to listen to it. When your body bothers you, you think you're subject to your body. And as long as it's got you to listen to that stuff, it's got you ego-motivated. And it's real tricky, too. You know, it'll, it'll tell you you're already done, you don't have to do anything or whatever. Well, you heard what Lester said yesterday, that if you really are, have eliminated all the other stuff and you're in beingness, what you do is you'd see yourself as everyone else. There'd be no separation. You'd see everybody as you. And who's the best one to help? You. And if you're helping you, you're helping everyone. And that's why Lester said the rest of us when he read his autobiography. And that's why he thanked everybody for allowing him to teach you the method. Who was he showing? He was showing him. He said his, his greatest reward was all the gains that the, that the graduates have. All the gains are his gains. That was his greatest reward. He didn't want any money from you. He didn't want you to put him up on a pedestal. He went out of his way not to put him on a pedestal. He didn't have an entourage. He didn't act like a big shot. If you wanted to hang around him and you lived in New York City, you met him at McDonald's. Just have a gang show up in the morning when he had an egg McMuffin or something. Why would he do that? He didn't need to eat. He was doing it to be, be here for us.
So what's the direction you're going in? What direction you're going? Where are you, where are you going? Again, if you don't know where you're going, you can't get there. What's more important? What is more important in your life? Your job? Your money? Your body? The people closest to you? And if those things are more important than being this, it's in a way, it pulls you into the world. Because now you have to worry about them and all the other stuff. And you don't even realize it. You just need to love them and they'll be okay, just the way they are. Just love those people that you think you have to take care of and you have to do something for. Just love them. Love yourself first. Just love them. And they are free too right now and beingness can take care of them too. And we're all sending and receiving signals. Sending and receiving signals. All of us. Even though you don't think that the other person's feeling you, they are. On some level. But we're so blinded just looking at our own troubles that we can't Take a look at what's going on and what we get, what kind of feedback we're getting from the other people. You can feel them. So, to the extent that you're sending any kind of wanting to change towards anybody or any kind of wanting negativity to the other person, you're kidding yourself because you are them. You're kidding yourself. You're literally kidding yourself. Which is why Jesus' method, mission in the world, method is love. Unconditional love without wanting anything from anybody. I love you because you are who you are. I love you because you are who you are. And Lester, Jesus, any of the masters tell you to let go of, your, let go of identifying with your body. All of them talk about letting go, identifying with your ego. Why would they do that? It's not just one person, Lester. It's all of these guys who are trying to get their mission, their method out to the world. So if and when the world explodes, you won't be affected because you're eternal. And the only time you're going to be affected is if you think you're a body. If you don't have a body, how can you be affected even if a bomb drops you in front of you? You can't be affected. Now, the ego don't like that because we told it to make sure that we, we have a body, that we keep it all in place and have it all perfect, and your ego is the one that's going to take care of it. Right. It's going to do it by disturbing you, by getting you unhappy, by getting you to figure something out, by warning you that you have something wrong with your body and that's how your ego is helping you. Now take a look at that. Who's doing it? <clears throat> Who gave it permission? Who gave it permission to tell you what to do? Then where did it even come from? Where did it come from? <clears throat> Who empowered it? You did. You did it when you weren't discriminating. So what we've been doing this week is, is releasing on it, getting the fog away, 
clearer and clearer and clearer. And also, the deepest, most deepest garbage is down there, is coming up now. And you have to be prepared for it when it comes up, because it's very powerful. And it wants to stop you from doing what you're doing. So if you're not prepared for it when it comes up, then it'll mislead you every time. I'm a big shot. I know everything. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrific releaser. Yeah, I'm really okay. And I'm not bothered, really. What can you give up? What can you give up? What are you willing to give up for freedom? Can you give up your toys? Can you give up your body pleasures? Can you give up your favorite things? The joke is when you give it up, you see the ego he has give it up. I'm not giving that up. <laughs> when you give it up, you only get it you only get it more. Because you let go of wanting, you move into having. What's wrong with that? When you let go of wanting, you move into having. So even these nice things that you give up only get better. Only get better on top of it all when you let that go. All that stuff that's hiding underneath the so-called good things are going to come up so you can let them go if you're interested. If you're not interested in letting them go, they're hidden way down the deepest horrible things that ever happened to us all in our memory banks. And we've all been killed and killed many, many lifetimes. You change genders, you change colors, all the time. And if you don't let that go, you just get sucked right back into, into doing what you're doing over and over again. Lester, Jesus, Buddha, Yogananda, they don't, have, they don't have to get sucked back into this thing. They're telling you, don't do that. Don't get involved in the world's pleasures. Don't get addicted to something. Don't get addicted to your dog, your dog that you can't even give up. That you think owns you own the dog. The dog you own it owns you. Touch the dog, you're ready to kill somebody. Or your pet, or whatever it is. What is that? Who's your pet? Your ego's your pet. You know what a pet is? It's a substitute for approval. As long as you feed the thing, it's going to approve you. Try not to. Try, don't approve. Don't feed it and see how, how much it how much it likes you. Try it. Don't feed it. See how what goes on. And don't feed your ego. Stop feeding your ego. Stop eating from the world. Stop eating. That's what Lester said last night. Stop going, going and drinking from the world. It's poison. And the more you release, the more susceptible you'll likely get more into being more in the world. Moving you further away from being this. So what decision are you making? You say you, you say you want to go free. 
Well, Lester said, you say it, but you don't show me. Lester's a scientist, a physicist, a researcher. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Now, can you get bigger and more powerful than your ego? Can you decide right now to be more powerful than your ego? Because if you don't, it's pulling you right back into the world. And you heard that guy, Michael Aronin, if you listen to the, the CD, where Lester says, working is for slaves. And Michael was on the phone a couple of weeks ago. He was strictly in pride, laughing all the time. Look at me, laughing. He got to be a big shot. He had, in, in one month's time, a couple of months' time, he, from broke, he became, he, he got $5 million. He had a, his girlfriend was in the Vogue magazines. He had movies. He had a Broadway show. He had all the toys. He had a big house in the Hamptons. He had his Harley. He had his Mercedes. And Lester said, come on and join me. And he thought that Lester was asking him for something. So he turned away. I was there. Lester said, come on and join me. He didn't want anything from Michael. He was trying to give him something. And Michael's looking at Lester and saying, what is that old man going to do for me? Look what I got. So he turned him down. And my, what Michael does for a living now, he sells pots and pans. That's what he does for a living. He has a big pot belly. He used to look as one of the handsomest guys you ever saw. The eagle came and got him. Smacked him right in the face. He didn't even know it. And I know him for years. I try to help him sometimes. He used to scream at me. F. Lester. The hell with it. With this. I still want. I don't care. I want. He's screaming at the top of his lungs to me. I want. I don't care. The hell with them. I go, okay, what can I do for you then, Michael? Do anything for you. Then he goes and he chases gurus. He pulled me out once to see some guru. I went with him and I thought he's crazy. He's just chasing, 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 trying to do it the shortcut. Trying to find somebody who can hang out with and then he can get to be free. No one can do it for you. I can't do it for you. Lester can't do it for you. Jesus can't do it for you. No one can do it for you. You put that garbage in, you're the only one who can take it out. We can try to support you and show you what Lester showed us, but we can't do it for you. You have to do it yourself. And that's the good news, because if you thought we did it for you, then you're a slave. We don't want you to be a slave. And we came here looking for somebody to help us a mama, a papa, all that stuff. So it's easy to fall into that that concept. Somebody's going to keep me safe. What's nice is if we're all moving in the right direction, in the same direction, Lester said, keep holy company. You get involved with people who are into the world and talking about all these other stuff and everything else can get you distracted. Tell you about this technique and that technique and this thing and that thing. Everybody in the world today is a coach. There's more coaches than I ever saw in my life.
can't find an answer themselves, so they, they, they came a coach to look for an answer, and they're getting paid for it. How can you show somebody what you don't know? What's your real interest in life is what I'm saying. What is it? It takes an ego to think that you can do something for somebody. It takes an ego to declare that they're a healer. <laughs> Some of you are not going to like it, but so what? It takes an ego to, to say that you have an effect over somebody. You don't. The most loving thing you could do is to show them how to be their own healer. I once wrote a book called Teach a Dog How to Heal. And then they said that I was a cross between Hagendash and Ramdas. To me, that's the good news, not the bad news. Some of you, your egos probably don't like what I'm saying. So keep listening to them. Keep listening to your ego. Look away from what Lester's trying to show you. You heard what he said. Every recording that you listen to Lester, he tries to motivate you in the same direction to let go of desire. Any real master, that's all they talk about. Let go of desire. A lot of these so-called experts talking about releasing but they don't show you how to release they tell you they talk to you intellectually about it they don't show you how to do it let go of your past I'm going to show you how to let go of your past I'm going to promise you everything under the sun and they can't show you how to do it they just talk to you about it blowing your ear the one thing we don't do is blowing people's ears we don't want to do that it doesn't help you but Lester says over and over again, prove it to yourself. Don't believe a word we're saying, but prove it to yourself. Because if you accept what we're telling you without doing it, you're just kidding yourself. It's easy to blow in people's ears, tell them how attractive they are, how great they are, how wonderful they are. It's easy to do that. It's going to come back and whack you. Well, you do that. Dale Carnegie. Great, look. All the people that took the Dale Carnegie thing. What is that about? They want to know how to control people. So blow in their ear. Tell them how, how good they are. Smile at them. What does that got to do with anything? So that thing that you're trying to avoid, could you let go of resisting it right now? All it is is either wanting approval, wanting control, or wanting to be safe, or the fear of dying. Whatever the intellectual version of it is, that's what it comes down to. See everything as either wanting approval, wanting control, or wanting to be safe. That's the method. Wanting to be secure. Wanting to survive, which is the fear of dying. And let that go. And you'll stop lying to yourself. You become a real bur a boy, a real girl, a real woman. More important is you'll become you'll become everyone. Not a woman, not a man. No separation. 
no separation. You see everybody as you. So for right now, could you just let go of your story? You have a story in your head, who you are, what you are, what you're going to do. Could you just allow that story to evaporate and dissolve? And could you let go of who you think you are? Could you just let go of it? And just allow it to evaporate and dissolve. Your story, your life story, who you think you are, what you are. Could you just let that story go? I'm a mother, I'm a father, I'm a, I run a company, I do this, I, 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 I. Could you just let that go and be? Could you allow yourself to be right now? And be. 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 Notice the more you do that, the more your mind gets quiet. You are in charge of it. It's not in charge of you. Just take charge. You can decide to be an ego or you can decide to surrender to beingness. Lester couldn't understand what's, what's the big decision about and what's so difficult about that. Take a look. Whatever harm is being this done to you. Has it ever misled you? Have you ever felt it for a second? It's what you're looking for. It's nirvana. It's everything. And you're trying to find it in the world. How is that even possible? something that pulls you into the world 
It's that thing that's making noise. It's called a cell phone. You think you made your life easier? No, it didn't. It got you totally into the world every second. If I asked you to turn it off, you'd have a heart attack. Because that's what you got that teaches you, keeps you in touch with the world. All these important messages that you're getting. If you're smart, you take all the messages and your ego and put it in the spam and erase it. It's just spam. That's all. Your ego is spam. Instead, instead of throwing it in the spam thing, you're going to listen to it. Okay.